From the PSIA ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, having an interesting discussion about certification this evening with Jonathan Hirschberger and Jeff Breyer. Jeff is the ski school director, ski and ride school director at Eldora Mountain Resort, and Jonathan is a member of the PSIA Rocky Mountain Education staff and teaches full-time at Aspen. Thank you both for taking the time to chat with us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate being here, George. Now, this discussion topic came up because I've been doing a lot of interviews, uh, bringing in new hires, and people are talking and asking a lot of questions about certification and say, you know, I want to go for my certification because I don't want to just be teaching beginner lessons. And, and that just got me thinking about certification and why do we want to get certified and, and go for a level two and level three. And, uh, Jonathan, what are your thoughts on that? You know, George, thanks. Thanks for that question. And, Honestly, I could say from my own perspective, as I was going through that certification level, uh, my first thoughts on it were I wanted to get a pay bump. I wanted to be able to teach lessons, not on the beginner slope anymore. Uh, And it was kind of a badge of honor and higher up in the pecking order whenever lessons uh, were given to me. And, And that was my first drive personally as I was uh, going through the process. And then as, as I walked through and started getting these certifications, all of a sudden I realized how cool it was to learn and to gain more information. So I think a lot of people are in the same boat where they want to get that certification to get off that beginner slope and also that they can make more money doing what they love, which is being able to be outside on a snowboard or skis and share that with other people. JB, your thoughts? I have a similar experience to Hershey. And, um, you know, uh, uh, additionally, I wanted to really know how to teach and know what I was doing. Um, I didn't just want to... be there with some guests on the beginner hill or, or whatever slope and, you know, and not have any idea what I was doing. I wanted to learn as much as I could, uh, about teaching, uh, snowboarding and skiing and, and then share, it was a lot of fun to share that information with, with guests and my clients. Now, Jonathan, one of the things I've said it before, and I'll say it again, but it's you get that level three, and really, it's when you find out how much you don't know about skiing and, and teaching. You know what's funny? I agree one hundred percent with you on that, George. When you get your level one, it's like, oh my god, there's so much cool stuff. Level two, you realize, wow, you're really starting to learn what's out there. And then when you receive that level three you realize there's so much out there you don't know. And you really start to question things maybe you've been taught or looked at. And um, they say as your circle of knowledge increases, that circle on the outside of what you don't know also increases as well. And you become more and more aware of that. And JB, I mean, it's often said that really your upper level instructors are the people who should be teaching beginner lessons. Yes, 
there's a, a slight dilemma there, and, and it, you know, um, kind of having lived through that experience as a, uh, a pro out here in Colorado and, and other states, um, you know, uh, yes, the, you should be teaching beginners, but at the same time, um, if there is an upper-level lesson or a, a freestyle or something specific that they need someone with more experience, that, you know, uh, should go to you as well. But that type of lesson isn't always there, you know. So um, there's no reason not to be teaching beginners. And um, the uh, I I've, have seen... Um, individuals at uh, different resorts but also lived through it myself where I, I, I don't know how to uh, put a, a description on it in terms of a title or a word but as I got a level two and then uh, you know I got a level three I started to think oh well now I have graduated beyond that last step and I've graduated beyond you know the previous set of uh, students and and teaching and uh, you know, the longer I stuck around and the more I got involved um, with uh, teaching and training and education, I started to realize, um, you know, there's a lot more expected of me at a level three as a trainer, as an examiner, um, versus uh, the image I had attaining that next level of, who I've graduated beyond and I can do, you know, these different things. And um, a, a friend uh, of mine who, uh, who was the manager uh, or supervisor at Breckenridge when I was teaching and training there actually um, uh, kind of set me on a different path. I, I was an examiner. I was a lead trainer at Breck. And I kind of felt like, you know, I was hot stuff. And at lineup one day, you know, he said, hey, I've got this beginner group for you. And I said, nah, you know, I, I'm not feeling it today. And, and uh, why don't you give it to someone else? And, you know, he said, all right. Um, and he moved on. And then after all the lessons went out, he's like, hey, end of the day, I need to chat with you in the office. And so uh, I cruise into the office. And uh, this gentleman's name is Chris Plemons, a, a legend at Breckenridge. And, uh, you know, very calmly cool you know uh, he just had a conversation and, and kind of laid out what it means to be a trainer to be a level three to be it's like you you uh, uh, there's all this responsibility that you have now achieved by getting to this level and part of that is demonstrating every day what it is to be a professional and you know in all aspects whether you're in the locker room whether you're leading a clinic, whether you're at lineup, whether you're here. And something, a switch clicked in my head that day, and I, um, you know, thank Chris for it, uh, but I, I realized, holy cow, um, that, that's totally correct. You know, I need to be teaching beginner life. I need to walk the walk. I can't just train and show pe and tell people what to do. I've got to do it myself. So I had a huge shift at, um, in the early 2000s uh, from that little, interaction with uh, Mr. Clemens. You know, Jonathan, as I'm listening to the two of you here, you were saying one of the things that made you want to go for more certification was to make more money. And from what JB's saying, and as you've said, 
higher certification really just gives you more of an opportunity to be more versatile, uh, valuable, and to teach more lessons. Yeah, I agree 100% with you, George. It, it really does. Um, I, I think, you know, when I think back to as I first started teaching back in the late 90s, um, some of the best experiences I had was when I was able to go out and shadow or team teach with an, an experienced instructor. We had a few uh, full cert guys at the hill I used to teach at in Ohio. And just the way that they said things, did things, their confidence, and also the response that their students had from their coaching tips to me was just awesome. And I think those were some of the most um, positive experiences I had working with other instructors is that I was able to learn from my peers, share ideas, and really grow as an instructor. So, JB, how can we put a spin on this with a, you know, a positive spin on this by talking with our people about going for their certifications and really that it's, you're just becoming a much more valuable instructor to yourself and to whatever area you're working with? Uh, I think... I mean, it has to do with maybe how you're preparing them for their certification. Um, uh, at first, when I started to help train people for exams, you know, it was very straightforward and how you're going to pass, you know, what are all the uh, tactics and little secrets we're going to incorporate. But there wasn't really a lot of talk or discussion about what happens after you pass, what what's expected of you when you attain that new level? Um, what what value do you bring? You know, uh, once you are level two or you get your CS one, or uh, so I think bringing more of that discussion into training will help prepare someone for kind of that shift of okay, you now are someone that can be a mentor. You're now someone that can help develop clients from uh, beginner zone up to, you know, blues and, and maybe easy black runs. And, and if you were starting to uh, grasp this concept of developing a client base and, and, you know, building your, um, your mountain community, you realize that people are going to be recommending brand new folks to you so that, you know, that beginner experience uh, is just as, as important as uh, the new ability to, you know, teach level four, five, and six. Well said, JB. Jonathan, anything you'd like to add to that? No, I think uh, Jeff was pretty clear and concise with that, is that uh, as you get more certifications, you just, there's more value you can offer at, at all levels of instruction. And would you say that uh, continues on past level three? Absolutely. It definitely does. Um, and I think, you know, as we get our certifications, whether it's level one, level two, level three, get your trainers, children's freestyle, or then become an ed staff member, that as we move up those little notches on the ladder, you know, people start looking up to us in different ways and capacities and that, um, 
in Aspen, one of our models is learning by doing. But, um, you know, we as trainers, if we reflect kind of that attitude of, hey, you know what, today I am on the bunny slope or I'm on that beginner terrain for the next week with these clients, that going out there and just having fun really shows to people like you're part of the team. And um, I think that helps to create a good community as well within the locker room. You know, George, and I can think back to last year and the last few years, a few times when I have been out on the beginner slope with students and some of the other instructors, and we all do this. We watch to see how other people teach. And when you're up on the mountain doing those blue zone levels and black zone level lessons, um, you don't really see the instructors out there working. But when they're on the beginner slope, you have the ability to watch and listen. And um, I, I, I have had a few instructors come up to me after I've taught during the day and like, hey, I watched how you did that. I never thought about that before. That was really cool. And um, I just think like as we get those higher levels of certification, we can share so much more information with people. And, um, you know, like sometimes I think the beginner area has a taboo feel to it, like, cause we have spent so much time on that beginner slope, but sometimes we have so much to offer with everybody around us to help everybody get better as instructors, but also help our students to have fun. And who knows, maybe you'll learn or hear something from someone else that you can incorporate in your beginner lesson. JB, Jonathan said a word I thought was really important, which was community. How do we build community on our ski school staff? Well, uh, we, I feel like we have been. <laughs> it takes, a, we've been doing a lot. Um, you know, most notably since the shutdown, we've done uh, Zoom clinics almost every Tuesday and Thursday um, since April. Uh, we've had uh, some uh, socially distant and uh, COVID-safe mountain bike and hike group activities, as well as uh, beginner clinics for mountain bikers throughout the summer. Uh, we've had some um, uh, fun retreat activities for trainers and our supervisor staff. Um, you know, we've really tried to keep people involved and and allowed them the opportunity to continue developing as a pro. Um, even though it's through a different medium and obviously we're not on snow because we're, we call it our um, home offices on the Zoom machine, uh, but I think that uh, I think that helps tremendously because people recognize, wow, you know, they, these folks really care about us. They want us to uh, succeed and learn and they're giving us the opportunity and they're they're really going the extra mile to you know in this odd environment and making these things available to us so um and you know it's, a, it's also a variety of opportunities you know going out mountain biking or hiking with folks from your staff is a completely different scenario and environment compared to training or zoom clinics and you get to know people at a different level and and uh, share an experience with them um, where a lot of times maybe you're the person facilitating the experience for others. So, 
you know, something you've both said that I think is very important. And Jonathan, I'd like for you to start and uh, JB, just go ahead and pick up as soon as he's finished. But uh, that's the word professional. You've really talked about us being professionals. Uh, what makes this job a profession? Well, I'd say what makes it a profession is when, you know, it becomes how we make money, how we present ourselves. Um, you know, how do we look? How do we present ourselves? How do we interact? Not only with the customers or our guests, as we call them, who come to our slopes, but also with the people in the locker room that we work with. That um, if we want to be professional, we need to do the part, be the part, enact the part. Um, so, you know, I think it's well rounded and getting certifications within that shows that we have a level of proficiency for how we teach, how we personally can ride, and our ability to look at move like biomechanics and movement analysis and how do we present that information to help our students become the best that they can be. JB? Well, um, I don't know how you follow that, that answer. Um, I agree with what Hershey said, and you know there there may have been a few years where you know I didn't recognize what it meant to be professional, or you know I didn't pick up on the cues from other folks in the locker room. But you know over time, and, and now having a chance to look back on a you know career similar to Hershey's, you know since the mid to late nineties, um, you know I I was surrounded with a lot of people who were uh, demonstrating what it meant to be a pro every day. And the more I got involved with training that they were leading or picking up on, oh, wow, they're, you know, things like they're booked for 80 days before the season starts with private clients. Like, maybe that's something I should strive for. You know, like, um, it, just little things like that. And, and obviously the, you know, the, there's a difference between your friends or your spouses trying to teach you and having a professional do it. And, you know, there's a, you know, having a certification or kind of taking on the, even before getting certified, taking on the role of being a, a snow pro, you know, there's a lot of responsibility there. You want to show up um, for your lessons, ready to go prepared. And because most of the folks that are coming to us, have uh, never been to a resort or they've had a bad experience before with a friend or, you know, a family member trying to teach them. And we have a chance to really turn their experience of our snow sports around. And we have a chance to have them become lifelong members of our mountain community. Um, but it all starts with being a professional, which, you know, there's a lot behind that. Well, Jonathan was hard to follow up. JB, you're going to be really hard to follow up. But Jonathan, is there anything you'd like to add in conclusion? You know, George, there's one thing I would like to add. And that's just, you know, I think as we not just go through that certification process and become a professional on the snow through certification, how we treat our peers, how we take care of our clients or guests on the hill, 
I think we ourselves, you know, it's this learning curve and realizing like, yeah, it's great to get off that beginner slope, but now that you have that level two or three, it doesn't mean that you're never going to be on the beginner slope, but look at it as an opportunity to bring that wealth and knowledge that you have to share with other people. And you don't have to like go out of your way and go, Ooh, is anybody watching me teach? More or less, I think you can just sit there and just be a great instructor and, and do and use all those skills and tools that you've learned through your certification levels. And I guarantee some of those other new instructors, they know who you are and they will watch even when you don't think they're watching what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're having fun with a student or a group of students. And um, they'll take that information. And without even knowing it, you're not just teaching your students, but you are teaching some of the other, your, your peers, some of the other instructors on the hill. So I think, um, you know, just having that shift in mindset of now that you have your certification, that you can enjoy your time on the beginner slope but also enjoy your time when you're out on the hill, I think is, is equally important. JB, anything to add? Actually, yeah. Um, the more I listen to Hershey, the more stuff I think about. And uh, one of them especially is applicable to um, what we think is going to happen a lot this year with friends and family privates. And if you, if you really want a test of your versatility, you know, hop in one of those and, take a family out and even if maybe you know three of the people are on skis and two are on boards and and provide an awesome experience for them so you know the the more versatile you are the more you can handle um different situations and and things that maybe seem super challenging or tough before become just another opportunity to create an awesome experience so that's going to be super important this winter, but it's also moving forward beyond what, you know, we get past the COVID environment is being continuing to bring that value. And, you know, the more you can provide, the easier it is to have a consistent income and really make this a profession. Well, Jonathan, JB, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us this evening. I really appreciate it. Yeah, George, thanks uh, for letting me join you on first chair. Yeah, it was a good time. It was fun to be here. Jeff Breyer, Jonathan Hirschberger from the PSI ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.